the Paranet Podcast, a Dresden Files book club. Welcome to the Paranet Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Lunn and... Rob Davis. Hey, okay. Today we have uh, an awesome episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about chapters 24, 25, 26, even 27 of Fool Moon, uh, as well as doing a little bit of our power networking shizzles, uh, including uh, talking about Jip Butcher's upcoming Reddit MMA. Not MMA. That would be weird. Although I reckon he would still do pretty good. Uh, AMA. I'd watch uh, it. And... Uh, me too, me too. Him versus Patrick Rothus, that would be interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, also going to talk a little bit about like what we've been reading, uh, catching up with us, uh, getting ready for uh, the next big explosive step in the world of Dresden Files, Battlegrounds, not long to go at all now. Um, and yeah, that's, that's going to be today. Uh, so strap in, strap on, and prepare your body. <laughs> prepared um, sorry prepared I am on the edge of my seat oh exactly where I want you Rob actually exactly I, where I want you I've now left the seat and I am now standing up so even better <laughs> uh, to be honest I, I think I probably listen to most of my podcast standing I like I I like a good podcast and walk. Yeah, same. I feel that's when I get the best like amount of podcasting or audiobooks in. Mm. And actually pay attention to it. Uh, so I guess I guess jumping off that, um uh, what have you been listening to or reading recently? Um, that is a very good question. Uh when was it? Yesterday I finished reading The Woman in Black by Susan Hill. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh pretty good, depressing as shit, but uh I definitely recommend it if you're into like gothic stories. Okay. Um how modern is the writing in it cuz it's it, it's a little dated, isn't it? Um not as dated as I thought. Like I thought it was um like maybe the start of the 1900s, but I'm I need to double check actually. I think it was written in the eighties. Oh wow! Okay, I I've always placed it like like you say at the, at the turn of the century. Yeah, I mean, uh, is on I guess. Am I right in saying that there's a woman in black and a woman in white? Um, not a clue. Or Probably. They're like they're, they're different. They're different novels. As far as I'm uh, aware, yeah, they're different. Yeah, it's. it's uh, it's 1983. Yeah. Uh, by Susan Hill. Um, I I have only seen that one, uh, the one film with Daniel Radcliffe, uh, which was very very good. Uh, I thought at least. Yeah, um, I remember enjoying it. I made the mistake of watching it like Boxing Day at like two in the morning by myself, but I enjoyed it. I, I don't really remember what happened, but I remember enjoying it, so must have left a good impression. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I I just remember there's a few scenes where they like they go through the mist between the the manor house 
and the like the bay or the town area mm. that kind of cuts everything off. Um, which uh, I just I just remember that being really atmospheric uh, and really and a really like good visual scene. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, anything else? Um, not really. Other than that, I'm just kind of plodding my way through a lot of Terry Pratchett, a lot of Stephen King. You know, the usual kind of shit that I read. Fair enough. What about yourself? Um, yeah, so I've been reading, uh, oh, a lot, actually, in the last week. Uh, so some of my reading has been to do with kind of work stuff. Uh, so I've been reading something called Don't Make Me Think, which is a UX uh, book, which for those who don't know what that Woo! means, uh, it's basically... It's basically for those who uh, aren't sure, or, or those who want to know more about uh, designing and building websites uh, and just about anything else in a way that is like intuitive and interesting and cool. Uh, so like that kind of like Apple feel where it's like uh, you just know how to use things instinctively. instinctively. Uh, it's the basics around that sort of uh, that sort of feeling uh so that's uh that's been kind of my work stuff uh for fun i've been reading uh, a few different dc comic books um so uh, the last one i read was uh the conclusion of the city of bane which was tom king's batman run at the end of that um very very powerful ending uh to tom king's batman run uh Basically, the big finale is uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, I guess, uh, fighting against his father, um, okay. which uh, is is very interesting and why something that I, I saw earlier earlier this week was uh, some advice on on when you're writing an argument of any sort the only arguments that really have any weight or are really interesting arguments are when both sides are technically right mm. um like because uh, if someone if someone is provably wrong then there isn't really an argument there's just someone who is in some way confused i suppose um but if both sides are correct in their in their views then it makes an argument that um, is much more compelling, uh, and yeah. that's very much the case in this big final uh, battle between uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and his father. Both of them are going into it trying to save the other one and prove a point. Yeah, um, I would even I would even say that Bruce Wayne is, if anything, in the wrong, if only because he's motivated by a lot of anger going into the fight because of certain deaths and stuff. Um, whereas his father is basically trying to say you would have a happier life if you weren't Batman, um, which is 100% correct. And, of course, any father's going to say that to his son if his son's a crusading vigilante. Yeah, um, true. So that, 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 yeah, that, that was uh, very interesting. Um and uh, I really enjoyed that. And there's a, a little epilogue that um, I really think sums up 
what what Batman is in a really nice way. So definitely go and uh, have a look at that. Um, actual fictional reading. Uh, I haven't really done much of that uh, this week. I'm waiting for my next Audible credit to come in, so I want to pick up Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Uh, massive, massive Lindsay Ellis fan. She's uh, a big uh, YouTuber, uh, does kind of video essays. Um, if you've got any like slight interest in film studies, film theory, the philosophy around films, or like the uh, the subtext or reading into films and literature, Lindsay Ellis is absolutely the woman you want to check out. She is brilliant, uh, especially her breakdown of both the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit franchise uh, is is something else, and uh, is about two or three hours worth of uh, incredible video essay documentary ship that uh, I seriously seriously recommend. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to her book. Uh, so that's that's the next thing for me. And then uh, that should take me up until the release of Battlegrounds. And oh my god, I am hyped for this. How long do How we have? You, Rob? How long do we have? <laughs> uh, I think I'm right in saying it's three weeks away. I will check my uh, pre-orders. <laughs> What's the book September twenty ninth, so maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah, that's still not too far. A little ahead of myself. Yeah, twenty ninth. That's that's nothing. So it's yeah, so it's about five weeks away. Yeah, uh, that will fly by. Like the I was, last, I was getting a bit excited. <laughs> the, the last six months have flown by, and I don't know what I've done, Pat. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither, man. Um, so part of that uh, Rob uh, you wanted to talk about uh, what Jim's up to this weekend yeah I mean I don't know what else he's doing but um, he's doing a Reddit AMA tomorrow um, being Saturday the 22nd Um, shit should really have taken into consideration when this goes live Um, yeah the AMA is uh, the 22nd of August being Saturday tomorrow at 12.30pm I believe I don't know if that's I imagine that's the time Eastern Eastern time is that correct? I forget all this whole Yeah, that'll be about half five for us Brits That sounds about right I believe Um, If you're unfamiliar with Reddit and AMAs, AMA is Ask Me Anything Uh, Head over to Reddit find the AMA which I think would be either in the Dresden Files uh, subreddit, the books subreddit, and probably, well, definitely the AMA subreddit as well. Um, I have no idea how they work anymore. I don't know if it's changed, but beforehand, you'd throw a load of questions in. Uh, Beforehand, Jim usually goes through and picks a few out to answer. Um, Also on the day, while he's live doing that, you can throw in questions, and if you're lucky enough, he'll pick one out then and answer it. So come up with a good question. He didn't answer mine last time. Damn it, butcher! <laughs> Damn yours! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we'll definitely. I, I think we'll probably be commenting on what's said there and stuff uh, next week because uh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And and I know that you're quite often on Reddit, Rob. So I would imagine you're probably going to 
check that out too. Um, yeah, we're uh, really interested to see what, what Jim comes up with. I, I think, personally, I find him one of the best authors when it comes to answering fan questions, uh, just because he is very good on the spot, um, yeah. and he's very good at kind of dodging uh, stuff. So, um, always fun to see like the fan community trying to pin him down on something, uh, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, def- definitely check that out. And if uh, either this has gone up uh, after um, the AMA, or if you, know, you just missed the AMA, we will probably be talking about it in the next episode, which hopefully, if you missed AMA, you can go and listen to that right now. Uh, so that's one plus. Um, right, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Um, there's a weird kind of calm before the storm in the Dresden Files community right now, as everyone just seems to be kind of laying low before Battleground starts. Um, so uh, I guess there isn't really that much to talk about. Um, that being said, uh, hopefully on top of the... Uh, the amazing stuff coming in the in Battleground and in Justin Files Universe. Uh, we are also uh, hoping to drop some new parts to the Paranet podcast uh, world, network, universe, dimension, whatever you want to call it, uh, very, very soon. So, so wait in anticipation for that, and we will tell you everything we possibly can when we're good and ready. Um, yeah, but in the meantime, for for updates all the time, uh, jump in on our Twitter. Uh, particularly is the best place. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Instagram, and you can email us. And we're in the process of looking into a Facebook group. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, just drop us an email, drop us a message on Twitter, and tell us that that's that's what you want, and it might give us the kick up the backside to to get going a bit sooner. So moving on to uh, the this week's uh, Dresden Files book club, uh, we have Fool Moon, and we are very close to the end now, my friends. Uh, this is uh, chapter twenty-four through twenty-seven. Uh, only two more. Uh, book clubs left until we finish the book in its entirety, which um, is crazy and uh, amazing all at once. It's crazy amazing, and I am very, very uh, excited to get into the next book. Um, so I'm going to uh, give a recap of last time in Dresden Files, as we always do. Uh, then uh, my uh, wonderful co-host Rob is going to jump in with what happened this time on Dresden Files uh, and then we'll do our normal thing uh, of digging into the, the actual meat uh, of what uh, what's happened, what does that mean and the, the kind of literary criticism bits that we like to do uh, to make ourselves feel like good hard-working neckbeards that we are. Um, <laughs> I'm just getting the notes up. Uh, 
so while I do, um, I, one thing I, I have been very curious about, and I'm sure you can get in contact with us over email to discuss this, uh, or, or tweet at us, um, is do people read along with us or do they enjoy us recounting the story to them? Uh, I can kind of see it from both angles, uh, and I'm very interested to see if we have fans of both camps. Um, what do you think, Rob? Um, I have wondered this because I think, hmm, I know because I listened to uh, two, well, I, yeah, I listened to two very similar podcasts in this, one of them be, being The Wheel of Time, where I read along, you know, a couple of chapters, listen to a couple of episodes on those chapters. And then there's a Dark Tower podcast I was listening to last year, where, um, yeah, I just wanted to listen to it because I fucking love the Dark Tower. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I'd be really interested to see see from the fans uh, what they what they think uh, and what and why you guys listen because we'd love to know so that we can make it better. Uh, in whichever way that you guys are, are more interested, or if you guys like both ways, we can just keep on keeping on, and that's also cool. Uh, so chapters uh, twenty to twenty-three were the ones that we covered last time. Uh, we started off with uh, Dresden awakening, awakening in an empty space within his own subconscious, uh, having that weird kind of trippy conversation with his subconscious self about everything that's going on, and him kind of run through almost Sherlock Holmes-esque mind palace situation to uh, to work out uh, what what he needs to do next in the case. Uh, in chapter 21, uh, he awoke uh, in the car with Tara West and Susan and realised that there were two cars following him. Before there was much talk, uh, Harry downed the rest of the instant night's sleep and rolls, uh, rolled out of the car onto the kind of hard shoulder of the highway. Uh, there he uh, felt incredible uh, with the magic, that, uh, the potion that he'd just taken, uh, and goes hard with the magic, uh, pretty much destroying one of the cars uh, belonging to Parker, the head of the Street Wolves. Um, after, uh, after a while of kind of Harry showing off, essentially, and doing all his showboating and really, like, heavy-duty magic, uh, his potion wears off and Harry becomes surrounded with only a gun to protect him because his magic has failed. Uh, unfortunately, Harry forgot that there were two cars following him, not just one. Uh, and uh, the other car pulls up and a group of street walls attacks him from behind and Harry basically blacks out. But as he blacks out, he sees in the distance Agent Denton's lackey watching from the car, Roger Harris himself. Chapter 22 comes around. Uh, Harry falls asleep and wakes up in one of the Street Wolves' hideouts with his hands and legs bound, a blanket over him and an IV drip in his arm. Uh, he uses his talents from his father to escape the bonds. Uh, however, uh, Parker and one of the other Street Wolves, known as Flatnose, uh, come out uh, and Dresden has to fake sleep to avoid suspicion. Street Wolves argue because Parker is calling Marcone in to meet with Dresden. Uh, and until Marcone arrives, he is not letting the street wolves attack, eat, or savage Dresden in any way. Flatnose leaves, and Dresden starts winding Parker up, hoping to make the leader make a mistake. Uh, unfortunately, Parker decides to just attack Dresden with his bare hands and kill him there on the spot. 
However, we go to chapter 23, and Hendrix and Marcone appear to stop Parker from killing Dresden. Uh, at this point, Marcone tries to get Dresden to sign with him, but Parker says that uh, Dresden must die so that Parker can keep his place as the alpha wolf in his pack. Uh, when Harry says that he will sign with Marcone, Parker and Flatnose, who had only gone into the next room, start to fight with Marcone and Hendrix. Dresden tries to escape, however, the FBI turn up and turn into large and powerful Hexen Wolves. The rest of the Street Wolves turn up and a three-way fight breaks out as Marco and Hendricks fight the FBI, Wolves, and the Street Wolves. Whew. So, from there we go into the Explosive Chapter 24. And Rob, do you want to pick it up there? I do indeed. So, here we go, Chapter 24. We begin with... Uh... You know, the three factions of werewolves duking it out, and Marcone. Wait, three werewolves? There's two werewolves, isn't it? I've already forgotten. <laughs> you got well, your, you your Hexen wolves, your street wolves, and then the alphas are outside? That was it. I was thinking the alphas, but they haven't actually joined the fight properly yet. Um, at this point, you still have, yeah. uh, whatchamacallit, Marcone there as well. So that's all going uh, crazy. Guns akimbo. Um, Dresden's cowering in a corner with, you know, the wrench that uh, he found. And I love the description in the book where he's, uh, I, I, I was hiding in the corner with my wrench that I cuddled to me like a teddy bear. Um, <laughs> and the reasoning for this, if for whatever mad reason you've not read the previous chapter, Harry is all out of magic juice right now. He's pushed himself to his absolute limit. He can't, he's been throwing around spells left, right, and center, especially in a couple of chapters ago with the uh, Loop Guru. So, you know, a little bit low on stamina. Um, and there's something that I absolutely love at this part, which is he describes, he goes into, you know, the, this description of um, helplessness, how he describes, you know, not being able to use magic as a loss of identity. Um, and the line that follows that is, uh, you know, wizard is more of a job than a title, which I really liked. Um, and yeah, uh, in this madness, Marcone and Hendrix managed to escape in a truck. They just, yeah, they help in this truck and they go straight out the uh, garage door, garage, garage, whatever you want to call it. Um, they burst through the door, you know, making their get away with Hendrix, like just looking out the back shooting away at all the wolves um, and that's when the real battle kicks off because the real battle here is between the street wolves and the FBI um, and we get a nice little bit with I say nice it's, it's it's I know it's quite chilling in a really like I know I found it like particularly not, not uncomfortable because it's kind of sexual but uncomfortable because it's just uh, I don't know, but you've got um, Agents Denton and Ben. If you remember, Agent Ben is the one yeah. that you know, pulled the gun on Murphy uh, at the start of the book. Uh, they're revealed to be lovers um, as well as, you know, Hex and Wolves, but she's trying to get him to change into a wolf, but she's doing it in this really seductive way, like telling him, you know, being all seductive and telling him to change. He'll He'll love the power. He'll love, like, the bloodlust and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and Dresden picks up that they're reaching. He, he kind of had this suspicion before as well. Um, they're wearing like funky wolf belts that allow them to change into the 
Hexen and Wolves. Um, at which point Tara and her wolf pack of you know the Alphas bust in to rescue Harry. Um, they plan to stand their ground and hold Hex and Wolves back while Harry goes to see to McFinn. Um, as Harry, you know, going into chapter 25, as Harry makes his way out, Harry is jumped by one of the Hex and Wolves. In, in the, the uh, like, skirmish here. <laughs> Again, the description for this is really bizarre, but it's like, I, I, he's like holding him off with the wrench, but at the same time, he's like fondling him below the waist, trying to find the belt. <laughs> like, yeah, that that made me actually properly laugh at yeah, first because like, I was like, I, I I'd completely forgotten about the belts and I don't know why because uh, it is such like a, a key part of it. But I was like, is he going for is he going for his his junk? He's going I mean, for his junk. To be fair, going for his junk as well is probably a good option. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what a wolf would do if you if you did that. And just like went for the the downstairs. It would either go crazier, or it would stop for a moment to at least be like, "What the frig is going on?" But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Harry, um, yeah, was kind of feeling this wolf up, trying to get to the uh, wolf belt, and luckily for him, he succeeds. He finds the belt, activates the little switch or whatever is on it, and the wolf reverts into Agent Roger Harris. Um. <laughs> At which point Harry, I think, kicks him in the groin. So, you know, gets him down in one. Um, yep. At this point, there's a bit of conflict between Harry and Tara because she's she wants to kill Harris, and it's a very I lost the word, but I'll come back to it in a second. But she's she's very much you know he by blood he is ours uh, because he hurt you know those in my pack he has to die. And Harry's like, if you kill him, then you'll have another problem on your hands, which is, you know, a wizard. Um, Tara backs down, I guess because she doesn't know that Harry is out of magic juice. I don't know why I keep calling it magic juice. Um, and she orders the uh, rest of the pack to revert back to humans. Um, and this shows that the walls that were with her, because we didn't I don't think we knew at this point they were the Alphas. I think it was kind of, you know, hinted slash you could guess. But um, mm -hmm. it's revealed to be the Alphas from the shopping mall. So you've got Billy, you know, Georgia and all that among them. Um, yeah, and so Harry proceeds to get a confession from Harris. And we learn that the FBI are behind everything. Um, <laughs> the well, FBI... The Americans have been for many years. Yeah, like <laughs> they they got the uh, belts. It doesn't, and this is something I like, and I don't know if it comes up later in the book. I kind of hope it doesn't, but it kind of throws. It made me think of um, the later books where it's like you know you've got this whole taint going around corrupting people and stuff like that, and I feel this is mm -hmm. kind of part of that plan because we don't. It's never revealed. I don't think who gave the FBI the belts. And I think, okay, I think Harris is yeah. asked, you know, where do you get it from? And I don't think the question is really answered directly, but that's a point for later because it might well be brought up in the next chapter. Who the fuck knows? Us next week. Um, <laughs> we're revealed. It's, it's revealed by Harris that the idea behind the FBI gaining this power 
is to bring Marcone to justice. They feel he's, you know, I mean, obviously we know Marcone's a bit of a shady criminal anyway. Um, he's got too much power and influence in Chicago. Uh, no one can get any evidence against him to stick. So the plan was to either straight up kill Marcone and then frame the street wolves for it. Harry asks, you know, where does McFinn come into it? And again, the plan is to also frame McFinn. Um, and Harry makes a really bold move here and decides to let Harris go, telling him to deliver a message to uh, Denton and the rest of the FBI, which is basically, you know, showdown at Marcone's place. Pistols at dawn, bitch. Yeah. Which I really like. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely me too. Um, I think. Oh no, uh, sorry. There, there is there is quite a lot to go. But one thing I did want to uh, just throw out on that one: uh, the moment when Harris asks if he can have his belt back. Yeah. I was just like, oh. You ain't getting that back, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Why would he give it back? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that uh, we'll come back to that. I hope we rem remind me to come back to that. Um, I will do. We'll into chapter, shit, I've lost track. Twenty six, I think, where Susan arrives. She picks up Harry, Terra, and the Alphas. The Alphas are all there, kind of nursing their wounds. Um, Harry relays all the information to them, but he's feeling very uneasy that Terra is using, you know, a group of kids, I guess, as her pack. Um, and I think, I think Terra handles it well. She she kind of states that you know they're they're strong at heart. They've they've got the willingness and determination to learn and succeed. So I decided to teach them, and all that kind of shit, which I enjoyed. Um, and amongst us, we're kind of getting prepared now for like the final showdown here. Um, and Harry, being a you know pretty low on the magic capacity right now, needs all the help he can get. So we get, we finally get a lovely scene between Harry and Billy. Um, Billy in future books is lead, is he leader of the Alphas, or did I just assume that? I I always get the vibe that it's him and and Georgia. Yeah, that's what I've always gone with, but I, I feel like it's never really been said, so I've always just assumed that was the case. But in any case, I'll run with that for here. But um, Billy is, you know, he ends up being like the big cheese of the Alphas. Um, <clears throat> and Billy states here that, you know, you're going to need all the help you can get. We're, we're behind you 100% if you, if you need the help. And Harry declines, you know, mor morally... On, on like the moral ground that you know they're a group of they're a group of kids, man. Come on, like a group of kids going against you know however many hex and walls there are. They're fucking dangerous. Not to mention Marcone for a human being is a pretty big threat in himself, I guess. And then you've got like McFinn, the Loop Guru, which is a primal force of nature. You don't want to throw a group of kids into that. You're not going to have a good time. Um, and this is uh, busting out my catchphrase already. Wow. Um, as I state every episode, I've only read the graphic novel, so I feel there's a lot of detail here and kind of insight that might have been kind of glossed over a bit. Um, mm -hmm. But Billy argues 
you know that he he's seen things around Chicago. He's he's not blind. Like he has eyes. He knows about the vampire craze across like Chicago. He knows about the vampire factions, what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and this kind of gives Harry the acceptance that you know they're they're a group of kids, but they are more than a group of kids. And at this point, like we said, he needs all the help he can get. So he agrees to let them join, providing they follow it... him. Yeah, sorry. There's a great moment there as well where Billy basically says, "If they, if whatever is coming, whether it's the FBI wolves or the Loop Guru, is too powerful for uh, Harry, it is a hundred percent too powerful for the Alphas to do anything about. Yeah, and therefore it is way more of a of a." stronger option for the Alphas and Harry to to combine forces now than at a point where Harry could be dead or or out of the picture for whatever reason and the Alphas have to take it on alone when it's already beaten Harry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which um, I, I get that logic. Yeah, I'm completely on board with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Harry agrees to let them join in this whole crusade, showdown, vengeance, whatever you want to call it, um, on on the condition that they follow his orders and his orders alone and not terrors. Um, then we roll into chapter 27, which I'm going to call The Calm Before the Storm. We have a bit on Harry and Susan. She's tending to his wounds. Um, get a bit more on their relationship, which I feel... I know I didn't have much notes on this because I feel it's just like four or five pages of them like just kissing and like hugging each other and shit. Um, <laughs> I guess you get a bit more insight into their relationship. And Susan yeah. like presents him with a gift of a bitchin' new trench coat, and it's a high, it's like the same design as his previous one, but it's described as being higher quality. So she, clearly she's forked out the money for it. And then we get like I know the last line of the chapter is just showtime, which you know shit's going down. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add to that chapter seven summary because I I kind of was just like I don't know <laughs> what to add. Uh, I mean it's it's a pretty like explosive chapter I would say. Um. Like there, it's it really feels like the big the big prep, yeah. I guess before it all kicks off, um, yeah. Uh, not much more than that. Just it definitely has has that kind of we're we're right at the 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 tip of the the final like big explosive end. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we still have one chapter. Oh, no, that's that was it. It was chapters 24, 25, 26, 27. Oh, okay. I don't know why I had it in my head that we had some of what happened at the compound. That might have just been that I kept reading because I was I was hooked. <laughs> um, fair enough. <laughs> no problem. So, so how did you find the chapters? I enjoyed it because. 
the last what eight chapters we've covered have been like mm-hmm. yeah it's been just pure like adrenaline like we've gone from the whole like loop guru trashing the police station to the street wolves and all that shit last week it, <laughs> i feel i really yeah. feel this is like the moment where we can finally have a little moment to breathe before going back into the deep end yeah i can definitely see that um cool yeah i i i really really enjoyed the i enjoyed the end of the the fight at the street walls garage garage yeah. garage whatever um uh that moment with agent ben and agent denton where she's like kind of seducing him with blood there's something so uh it's it's almost like a, a trope of like gothic fiction in that yeah it's like it's not romantic love it's like blood and lust and it's dark and grim really yeah. um and you can tell that this is it's like it's not right um and i think it contrasts really well with the the scene with Susan and Harry, um, only only a few chapters later, where you see what I guess is like more idyllic love. Uh, I suppose that's the best way to put it. It's the difference between love and lust. I guess is is really well shown here. At least I think it is. Um, and uh, like agent. Uh, one thing that that really struck me actually was that Agent Ben calls Agent Denton lover, and yeah. Susan, when she's being way more loving than Agent Ben was being to Agent Denton, there. I mean, Agent Ben and Agent Denton are just essentially trying to get through the bloodlust and stuff. Uh, but uh, Susan to Harry uh, is actually saying that she doesn't she doesn't know if she can love him because of the the world that he is in the danger that he is yeah. in but uh so she's she's more reluctant yet in her actual actions she is w- way closer to him there is there there is love there there is actual love there um and yeah uh, it's such a lovely scene and when she gives him the the duster um kind of like giving him his his cape I guess uh, it's just so so perfect. I, I love that. Uh, so that that's definitely something that I I absolutely love about this. And I think if you're gonna have the villains show up, uh, be revealed as villains so late in the story, because because we are kind of in the 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 last few chapters. Uh, so it it's a little hard sometimes to have that happen and immediately be like, right, okay, they're now like the big bads. You need to be scared of them. You need to want them to be whomped. Um, I think a a great way to do that is to show pretty much immediately, like how far from how much they've lost their humanity or how much they've lost their sense of morality. And that scene where, Ben and Denton are just essentially slaughtering the the street wolves and being quite erotic with each other is 
um, a perfect show of just a complete loss of humanity. And I think uh, there's even a great line with Terra West where Dresden calls them animals at one point, and Terra mm-hmm. West says they're not animals. Animals hunt for fu- uh, animals hunt for food. They're hunting for fun, or something yeah. like that. Um, which uh, oh, great line from Terra West. Uh, and still, I I can only see her being played by Zoe Saldana. I, I I've just decided that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we've got a few points that we wanted to discuss. Uh, so, uh, do 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 do. Um. So, uh. FBI Hex and Wolves, we kind of covered that. Yeah. Uh, although uh, you said to remind you uh, about the belt being taken. Yeah, I don't really remember what I was going to say, but I'll have a go. Um, the whole Harris wanting the belt back kind of made me think of the uh, the antagonist in the previous book, uh, Victor Sells. Where it's kind of like okay, yeah. he's had a taste of power, he wants more. Um, you know, his kills are getting bigger and all that kind of thing. He's dabbling in more magic. It's very, it's very much like it plays into the whole idea that magic is a drug. Uh huh. That was it. <laughs> no, I I think I think you're very right there. I mean, there is I, he. I mean, even even in the text. Uh, Harris compares it to the fear, uh, like he says that he had coke once in yeah. college, and it's a hundred times better than that. Um, I think there's there's a very direct like drug allegory going on here, um, and I I got kind of like a Gollum vibe, if anything. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, when he's like, it it's like. He he's asking even though he knows the he knows the answer. Any rational mind knows the answer is no. You're not going to get this back. Yeah. Uh, but still, he has to ask because he it's it's an obsession now, uh, and the only thing that stops him is Harry raising a gun. Um. Which is oh yeah, <laughs> very very well done. Very good show of addiction. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh. Also, with that, we get a bit of the alphas, and um. I. I like how the alphas take on a, like a one running theme throughout the alphas. Um. And we'll touch on this in later books as well, I'm sure. But they they are very literally in both wolf form and outside of wolf form. They're a family and they're a pack. Uh, and they, whether it's the way that they fight, where they like one makes an attack, and then as the hex and wolf turns, another one makes an attack at the behind, and they're very coordinated. Uh, or if it's um, Billy asking to go alone with Dresden, and then immediately Georgia is like, "Of course, we're all coming." Yeah. Um, like it's no no werewolf left behind, I guess. Um, and and I love that. Uh, it's it's a great take on werewolves, like good werewolves. Of course, they're going to act like a brotherhood, a pack. Um, and what what's a better show of like brotherhood and a pack than a group of 
really close knit friends. Mm. Um, yeah, and later on that that actually turns into that they're like a role playing group that all meet up, which is incredible. And uh, I would definitely love it if our D and D group became a, a bunch of werewolves. That would be very fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, cool, yeah, uh, so that covers, uh, a little bit on the, on the alphas, there's not much to talk about them here, just that, uh, that, Billy standing up to Dresden, I think, is kind of the big landmark moment there, because we see that he is more than just a background character, he is a character that wants to take charge of his own destiny, and that's, that's going to mean a lot in books to come. Uh, we've kind of talked about Susan and Harry uh, a little bit of uh, the calm before the storm yeah um, I mean my, my main reason for this part of the notes is and it's a bit of a trick question I guess because I feel a few weeks ago we were saying it's a bit slower than full moon yeah like the pace slowed right down for a few chapters I think maybe we just didn't appreciate how I don't know. But um, do you think Full Moon is rushed? I mean, the last, like, maybe two episodes especially. Um, like, when was it? Like, we weeks back, we had Bob mention there's four types of werewolves. And then in the last eight chapters, we've, we, we've seen, like, all four types. Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. Um... I mean, if you compare that to, say... Um, like the vampire courts, for instance. I know, I think it's the next book or the one after, uh, you, you have the red court thing, and then a member from the black court shows up, a member from the white court's there. Um, but it feels like we're kind of introduced to them very gradually in terms of like the bigger roles they play within the universe, whereas here it just feels like, I know, with werewolves being as cool as they are as well, I think the alphas are the only ones that are recurring. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to my knowledge, we have never seen a loot guru or a Hexen wolf come back into the storyline. I'm sure one of our fans will, will say, actually, in one of the short stories or something, there is, but not to my knowledge, at least. Um, mm. I know Terra West gets brought up a few times, especially with Listeners to Wind, or Listeners to Winds. I can't remember which one it is. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, it's... Um, I this book has some very strange pacing uh and I think part of that might be that it was still at the point where Jim Butcher may not have known whether or not Dresden Files was going to be a longer series. Yeah. So it has a very it has a feeling where it sets up and pays off every type of werewolf within this book and resolves kind of everything that it needs to whereas mm. once we get to the next book particularly and and beyond there is a lot more uh that is like set up for books to come or open-ended or things left unresolved uh or just little like tasters or tip uh, like dipping our toe into things yeah uh, and i think it's really the case that um we have to 
kind of be a bit understanding on that. But I think yeah. this is the this is why people don't like Full Moon in it, some it ways. It feels it feels it feels very much like Stormfront is you know it's Stormfront it introduces quite a lot and then I feel like you could easily like skip Full Moon. Not saying that you should, but it feels like Book Three on yes, kind of its own story and and Jim had this like whole plan outlined maybe. But then someone was like, "Yo, it'd be cool if you did a werewolf story." So it's like, for fuck's sake! And then just did a werewolf story <laughs> to say that he had he'd done one. I I would also be interested to know how much stuff like Twilight, yeah, and things played, especially with his publisher. If they were like, "Now is the time to strike with some werewolf goodness," um, mm. I would not be surprised. Um, but yeah uh, so I think I think it it just had a very standalone quality and what always perplexes me is why he never brings anything back from Full Moon yeah shit there Um, you go some questions for the the, uh, Reddit AMA yeah, it'd be really interesting to, to be like, why has there never, not been a loop guru since? Why has there not been a... I mean, we have things that are loop guru-like. Uh, yeah, I would like... say the... I would say that the, the, the Bigfoots are very similar yeah, in some the, ways. Um, I can't remember what the uh, creature's called. Uh, the, the Skinwalker the, the... stuff. Oh yeah, I can't remember what that is called. Uh, so you got—I was going to say the Genosqua, but um, Skinwalker. Oh my god, that's going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, I'm look it up. <laughs> uh, let's get that Skinwalker Dresden. Let's find that out. Megaloshi. Megaloshi. I knew it was something like that, but yeah. Um. Yeah, and the one that Harry fights is Shag Nasty, which I love. Um, it's claiming here that Goodman Gray is a is a negoshi. I don't know that it has said that. I think he's hard. Well, I think it's stated in End of Skin Game that his. I don't know if it says on which parent's side, but I know it definitely confirmed that he's half, half human, half negoshi. Okay, that would make a lot of sense with his abilities. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'd have actually been more been interested to see a few more Hexen Wolves around, because uh, in later books, uh, really, I think from the next book, we get quite often that Harry is put up against ghouls. As uh, whenever he's got to fight goons, they tend to either be just normal mortal goons or they're ghouls. Yeah. Um. And I'd have I'd have enjoyed once or twice if uh, the vampires or whoever had got a couple of hexamorphs. I'd be up for that. Maybe uh, yeah. Um, if Jim if Jim listens to this at all, or gets a chance to, maybe he'll uh, take that into consideration. Maybe he will. Maybe <laughs> he will. And also uh, the current. In the most recent book, the current plotline with the police 
I feel like that could lead to the FBI if they wanted it to. Yeah, that's, that's another way. Um, but we'll we'll have to see. But very interesting. Um, I I feel like there's there is a little bit more potential in Full Moon than anyone really realizes, and it gets a bit disregarded. And it it both within itself and further in the Dresden Files timeline uh, is kind of set apart. Yeah, I, I can get behind that fully. Um, cool. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I want to say here. Uh, personally, it's these chapters are a little bit weird because we're a little bit between set pieces. Yeah. Um, there, there is some really cool moments, but I feel like it's a lot of setup for. The roller coaster of the next chapter and the one after, uh, the next kind of block of chapters and the one after. Um, so yeah, is there anything else that you want to pull out, Rob? Um, not really. I think that's basically me done. Okay. I mean, I, I guess a lot of the stuff uh, that we've discussed is stuff that we'll pick up anyway, at, like in the last couple of chapters as well. Yeah. Um, all right, in which case, do you want to take us out? Yeah, uh, before I take us out, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the Never Never podcast hosted by Christine Fox. Um, she's Woo! yeah, she um dropped us a very nice email, which we appreciated a lot. It made our week last week. Um, but yeah, she hosts a also hosts a very similar podcast. She's currently going through Stormfront, and it's worth checking out. It's very much gives a different perspective to the text. She brings up a lot of points that we don't as well. So if you're looking just to get more of a Dresden fix going on um, and you want someone else's perspective, go check her out. She is doing a great job and I hope that some someday we can get her on here as well. We would absolutely love to talk to her. Fantastic. In that case, here we go. Uh, all the usual stuff. Review us on iTunes, download us on Spotify. Thank you for all the support so far. It means the world to us. Um, and next week, we'll be reading through chapters 28 through to 31 of Full Moon. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Paranet Podcast with your hosts, Rob Davis and... Patrick Lund. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.